Hi, everybody. Welcome to EdTech Tips in 10, CETA Sessions. I'm your host, Mitchell. And I'm your other host, Elena. Welcome to the podcast. And we're here today with our special guest, Adam Brummett. Adam is in the chemistry department and is here to talk to us today about GradeScope. Adam, could you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Adam Brummett, lecturer in the chemistry department, and I generally teach a lot of large enrollment freshman chemistry courses. Awesome. Besides your work in the chemistry department and your obvious knowledge of GradeScope, tell us something else about yourself so our viewers can get to know you. When I'm not hiding out in the chemistry building, I try and sneak away to uh, the climbing wall and uh, go climbing outside as much as possible. That's the other place that really you might, you might find me around campus or hopefully outside if it's, the weather is nice. So Adam, I guess we could just start with a uh, general overview. Um, could you just tell us a little about Gradescope in general? So Gradescope is a system in which students or instructors are able to submit assignments. And then the entire premise is is that grading and assessment and feedback is is simplified. The system that increases the kind of connection between submitted assignments and the the feedback that students receive from that. Awesome. So I know um, that you really like Gradescope and you use Gradescope often in your work. Uh, What do you use Gradescope for? I almost ask what, what Gradescope can't be used for. We've used it for your standard free response style exam where you are writing and drawing things. We've used it for uh, multiple choice exams. We use it for labs. We use it for discussions. Um, there are some instances where I think it is uh, it's challenging to use it, maybe in some upper level courses, but I think those are ultimately far and few between. Um, and then those tend to be uh, highly specific kind of lab courses. I have found that we use, at least in principles of chemistry, grade scope is something that is used in discussions, labs, exams, as far as, and in different ways. Um, so students will submit their own lab reports. Um, they will do group submissions for discussions. And then we will have collected a bubble sheet and kind of free response portion that the instructor or the kind of group of instructors or chemistry center will scan in and submit to Gradescope on our end. But um, other courses in the department will use, you know, they'll scan in whole exams for organic chemistry or something like that. And those are all essentially all non-bubble, multiple choice exams. So I have found that, you know, Gradescope is, is such an kind of adaptable platform that it, can be used in almost any situation that it ends up kind of, I don't want to say it shapes how we ask things, but it, it I end up finding ways in which we can better utilize the tools that Gradescope has um, to get more out of it. At the end of the day, the students are getting a better result because we are better utilizing what Gradescope is. It's really interesting hearing about how versatile of a, of a tool Gradescope is. In the CETA group, we had just started our initial testing with it and trying out some of those basic features and troubleshooting. 
And as you were talking about how the chemistry department uses it, I was wondering, how have you seen other instructors use Gradescope along that line? Have there been any interesting cases that you've encountered uh, while you've been learning the tool or uh, trying out new things? Yeah, so I think some of the more interesting ways in which Gradescope is used kind of come in with the, the AI-assisted uh, grading. So, so Gradescope is really designed to help provide better feedback to students, uh, more consistent grading, if you have a lot of TAs that are grading. And there's some other advantages on, this, on the instructor side of things as well. But I think, again, coming back to the question of the interesting cases are, you know, we might ask students to, to draw a, a, a graph or to draw line structures of, of organic molecules or whatever that is. And the AI grading is, is really good at bending similar responses, then allows us to come back and, we, and a, a grader can kind of fine tune that, that bending. So there might be a variety of one word responses or numerical responses that are a little different and the, the AI assisted grading will say, I'm not quite sure about this. And it'll kind of put it in a few bins. The grader comes in and says, Nope, these are the same. And can kind of group them like that. It, it allows for, instead of having to grade each one individually, we can get look, it presents it as a grid. And so you can very easily say, okay, all of these are together. All of these are together. And you can grade, you know, maybe an aspect of, of one part of a question, um, you know, for 600, 800 uh, exams, you can kind of grade that graph that students have drawn in a matter of half an hour at most, just because of the AI grading. And then that, that starts that binning process. And, and then the grader or myself will come in and just kind of confirm those and or kind of like, you know, group and, and finalize the binning. I think that that is a case where it makes you know, how you can present questions and then get that graded at, at, at that large of a scale is, is something that, that is really interesting to me. Or an organic chemistry will, you know, it's obviously there's lots of drawing of molecules and in principles too, there tends to be lots of graphs. Those are all places that are, you know, you wouldn't initially think um, to, to, that a system like this could be applied. I mean, it, it's, its core is, is providing feedback to students. And this is just one way in which deeper level uh, that Gradescope has to it can be applied to more efficiently provide feedback to students. Because again, at the core of this, so, that, so then we can kind of bend similar responses and we can say, okay, this, this sort of uh, answer will get this sort of feedback and this sort of answer will get this sort of feedback. And the idea is to have a, a tailored response maybe that says, like, if you're answering something like this, Maybe you were thinking you're partially right, but you're missing this aspect. And it can kind of help guide students. Instead of just saying you're correct or incorrect, you're saying, okay, you're on the right path, but you're missing this part of it. And that is that sort of uh, feedback in, in the post-analysis will help students uh, grow in, uh, in, in terms of learning what they, they weren't quite 100% on. Yeah, and like for someone who's never seen Gradescope before, I'm thinking like, let's lay it out of like what happens. So 600 students upload their exams or a TA or an instructor uploads the exams to Gradescope. And then you use this AI grading and the AI grading will show you um, one part of each section, each student's exam. Mm -hmm. And then 
you can look at them in this huge grid and say like, okay, this is like X squared plus Y, you know, and then start grading them all, or sorry, start grouping them all into their groups of like, this is totally correct. This is half correct. This is wrong. Mm -hmm. And then you provide feedback to those groups. So each student gets like individualized feedback. I'm doing air quotes around that because each group is getting individualized feedback. And that's why grade scope is a cool tool for feedback because you wouldn't have had time to give that feedback if you were grading each individually for 600 students. That's exactly right. Um, but, and, and even if you don't aren't using the kind of grouping AI assisted grading you're, and you're just uh, you know, grading, maybe it's a, a short response that they have to write something out to and you have your TAs, um, we have you know that many, that big of a course with a thousand students in the fall, we have you know a, a handful of um, a handful of, of TAs helping grade. I, I mean, at, at that scale, previously to grade scope, it was harder to give that uh, a better feedback, a more directed feedback, even if we're grading each one uh, individually. Now, grading each one individually, this the way it's set up is, is you just click a, a, a TA or grader would just click a number and that applies a rubric item that we have kind of uh, tailored to indicate what was wrong and maybe what they can go and do and look, you know, where they can find more information on that or help give some direction to where, what they were missing. So, so the TA doesn't have to write that out. The nice thing is those points can be adjusted after the fact. So if a TA has come back and say, I think this, was, this rubric item is a little harsh, we can just change the points in that rubric item from maybe minus one and a half to minus one and it automatically updates for every exam. Um, and so that's something that, you know, if you realize there's a mistake, you know, 600 exams in, that's a, that's a lot of work to go back and change that. Here it's, uh, you know, you can, it's easy to make those corrections and it's easy to give the feedback. And so all of that means we could spend more time on actually kind of, uh, it's more efficient, but we can spend more time on actually reading what, and assessing what the students got got right and wrong. Um, and at the end of the day, like I said, it's all centered around students get better because it's more efficient. It's, it's um, easier to make those changes. Students will get better, um, better feedback and hopefully at the end of the day, learn a little bit more from where those little mistakes happened along the way, which I think is where a lot of learning does occur. Yeah, I think that you've made it pretty clear, like what's not to love? So. Yeah. I'm really excited that we had you on today to talk about grade scopes and everyone's excited about it. And if instructors have more questions about grade scope, uh, please reach out to us. We would be happy to talk to you about what grade scope could look like in your classrooms. And Adam, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Okay, we'll see you all in episode 17. If you ever want to book a consult with one of us, the CETAs, the Student Instructional Technology Assistants, feel free to send an email to CETA, that's S-I-T-A, at uiowa.edu, and one of us will get back to you to set up a meeting. All right, okay. see you soon. See you soon. Bye.